SAFM Sunrise. A vivid start to your day. Nine after seven. Good morning. You're with SFM, SFM Sunrise. I'm Stephen Crotus. Lots to come. We'll talk about electricity and load shedding and the way that load shedding is managed. That's coming up in the next little while. Songhezu Zibi, the leader of Rise of Mzanzi, they launched their uh, manifesto over the weekend. And, I mean, there's going to be so many different sort of manifesto launches. I can't promise that we'll do all of them. We'll try and do as many of them as we can. We want people to. We want you to be able to make an informed choice ahead of the election. But it may just be impossible to do all of them um, and I'm st- I'm struck by the way I realized uh, over the weekend that of the big four political parties so the four biggest of them three are launching their election manifesto in the same stadium how's that Moses Mabida stadium the ANC the IFP and the EFF all in that one province I found that interesting I asked you earlier is there one particular promise that a political party could make that would make you vote for them what would it be I look forward to your answer please on 086-000-2032 and the other big issue at the moment is around qualifications and we've seen the sort of fuss around Tabe Lioka who it turns out uh, from what we can see there is no proof that she actually has a PhD as she claimed she did she does have two master's degrees though but we'll actually speak to her we won't speak to her but we'll talk about the whole issue of qualifications. That's your mediated conversation today from 8.30. Good morning, 10 after 7. First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. There's been various reports over the last few days that the energy regulator Nurser is looking to new ways of managing intense load shedding. So at the moment, there's a technical document that spells out how all of this is done. It's got a very boring name. It's called the NRS 048-9 Code of Practice. And that spells out what stage 8 is or what stage 1 is. But it only goes up to stage 8. And I must just tell you, there have always been plans in place for what to do if there's more intense load shedding. And as I understand it, in a worst-case scenario, Eskom has practiced many times bringing back the country from a complete blackout. In other words, people have prepared for the worst for many, many years. At the same time, of course, while we still have load shedding, stage two today, it's there's a lot more privately owned power through solar generation than ever before, which may well reduce the chances of there ever being a national blackout. Bali Pariachi is the chair of the management committee of what's called the National Rationalized Specifications Association. In other words, he's the person who chairs the process of developing the new handbook, which would replace, are you ready for it, NRS 048-9. Mr. Padiachi, good morning, and thank you for your time. Good morning, Stephen, uh, and a very good morning to your listeners as well, and um, and thank you for having me back. We all understand how load shedding 1 to 8 works. There have been some headlines about stage 16. What are you trying to change at the moment? What are you doing? Okay, uh, Stephen, I think in the interest of time, I mean, this is a very complex subject, a very technical subject, but uh, let me try and do justice to it in the limited time that I've got. Uh, very quickly, uh, this latest uh, code of practice that's been considered by NASA at the moment is edition three. So we do have, uh, well, we did have edition one that came up in 2010, and we did have, uh, or we still do have edition two, which came out in 2017. And, and because it's a NASA standard, it's mandatory for compliance, etc., by the various utilities. Now, very quickly, addition two took us up to, st- up to stage eight. And uh, so uh, beyond stage eight, what would happen, and this is very important, uh, and I must say this up front, the, the system operator, the national control, 
ESCO and together uh, with the municipal control centers, they managed the, uh, the uh, load shedding or they managed the integrity of the grid uh, as a collector. So with addition to and up to stage eight, as we commonly know thus far, um, uh, that's uh, uh, what would I say, regulated through edition two. And uh, but having said that, Stephen, uh, I must say that in an emergency, real time, the system operator would would take over the management of the grid uh, from collapsing, and we don't subjugate that through the standard uh, or the code of practice. So that's important. But in the event of of us going beyond stage eight, which is possible. I mean, we can't rule that out, given the, uh, the status of the national grid at the moment. Then the system operator that has come together with the municipal control centers collectively would have got into what I call a emergency or a contingency mode. In other words, these good people, these excellent people at national control system operations, with about 800 of them, would have uh, based on their experience and competencies, would have uh, gone into a load sharing mode beyond stage eight in terms of addition two. Now, in addition three, what we have done as an NRS, we said let's take away the propensity of these good people at national control system operator going into the contingency mode and the likelihood of making an error because they're all humans. So we decided. To, to mitigate that by coming up with formalized guidelines or, or, or protocols to prevent that. And then in the unlikely event of us going to, in the worst case situation, stage 16, we plan for that. So what we're saying is that addition three, and this is a comfort I want to give to the public, it's the unlikely event of going to stage 16, but we've, we've given the system operation people uh, formalized guidelines or protocols to manage that. I would, I would, ima- I would imagine that managing, you know, the higher stages of load shedding from stage ten upwards is actually much harder for everyone than the lower stages. There's a greater chance of mistakes being made, more changes, more often bad for the equipment. It's much harder. It's very hard to implement st- load shedding at that level. Yes, uh, in fact, uh, there's one more critical point why it makes it harder is that. As you go to high stages of load shedding, as you can appreciate, even as a common man, you have uh, less and lesser uh, loads uh, or megawatts in simple language to play with, so mm-hmm. that it makes it even more complex for system operator to, to manage that. And hence, we've given them these uh, formalized protocols, uh, Stephen. When you get to that stage of load shedding, um, does it become almost impossible? I mean, it would be very tempting for any system operator to just switch off, I don't know, the Western Cape until you get more power back because that would be easier to do. Well, that's that's the worst case scenario, I would say. In other words, because there were the intent of the system operations and, of course, uh, this protocol, uh, this code of practice, is to prevent the national grid from collapsing and going into a blackout. That's the primary business of system operation. So so they will do whatever is necessary, and they do it in a very, very controlled and strictly managed way. They, they're qualified for that. And there's a lot that happen in the background to do that. 
But maybe Stephen, I might mention this in terms of time. Load sharing is not the only tool that the system operator uses to manage uh, uh, the grid firm from collapsing. In other words, uh, there are many other protocols that they have in their armor. That's one. And secondly, and I must point out this, going into high stages of load shedding does not mean that we are closer to a blackout uh, or, or, or a good collapse. The load shedding, uh, although it comes with all its ills and uh, damage to the economy, etc., is still the best technical tool mm -hmm. to prevent us from going into a blackout. And, and South Africa, ESCOM, uh, uh, we've never got into a total blackout in the 100 years of the existence uh, of ESCOM. That's some comfort because we have an excellent grill, uh, grid uh, and we have an excellent team that's managing it, Stephen. Um, we have a lot more other privately owned power generation than we've ever had before, so solar power and all the rest. I would imagine that makes stage 16 less likely. Yes, uh, obviously any amount of new electrons, whether it comes from the private sector or comes from the utilities, metros and Munich and, and ESCOM is more than welcome. But we will just be careful that that uh, having tons of renewable energy on the grid uh, may not may not may still make the grid stable because uh, renewable energy, without getting too technical, is non-dispatchable load. We need yeah. dispatchable load like gas, hydro, coal, uh, nuclear, etc. Vali Pariachi, thank you very much indeed. Do appreciate the time this morning. The chair of the management committee of the National Rationalized Specifications Association. How load shedding really works.